To all my moms moving on, I have something amazing for you. If you're ready to move on from your engagement ring, the experts at Worthy can help you turn it into cash fast and risk-free. Worthy does all the work and their competitive auctions get you the best deal possible. Over 45,000 people have already moved on with Worthy. Are you ready to move on too? Visit worthy.com moms to get an extra $100 when your jewelry sells for over $1,500. That's worthy.com moms for a special bonus offer just for the Moms Moving On community. This week on Moms Moving On, the date is just a day on the calendar. It really is. I mean, for us, we do split, you know, we celebrate Christmas and we split Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So this year, my kids are with their dad on Christmas Day. So we just do our big celebration on Christmas Eve. And in their mind, they think it's awesome because then they get to celebrate with me all day. They go by dad and they get to celebrate with him the next day. So I think, you know, whatever your holiday schedule is, whatever you celebrate, you can celebrate it before, after, whatever fits, you know, your schedule and your kids are just going to remember those memories, like you said, not what day you celebrated. You've made Moms Moving On your number one podcast for co-parenting and divorce. Now it's time to get a little unfiltered. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm her co-host, Jess. And together, we're getting really real about all that happens after a mom has moved on. From dating after divorce to blending families, we're covering it all and everything in between. We hope you enjoy this unfiltered version of Moms Moving On. Welcome back to another episode of Moms Moving On. It's the most wonderful time of the year for people who aren't co-parents. Isn't that right, Jess? It's so true. So true. And I want to say, if you are just starting the divorce process or this is your first holiday as a co-parent and you know, you're worried about missing your kids. I'm going to say it's going to suck. It gets better, but there is a pervasive constant exhaustion that comes with being a co-parent over the holidays for so many reasons that people don't tell you. And we need to talk about this today. Don't we just, I think it's such an important topic. And I think it's one of those things that Obviously, in my opinion, the first year is always the hardest, right? It's like you have to rip that bandaid off, get through that first holiday season. But with each season comes new challenges and things that you have to overcome as a co-parent and that you have to help your kids through too. Yeah. And I think it's also, I think the beginning, if I'm being honest, for me, the first year or two, it was more about me. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm by myself. I don't have my child. And then it moved more towards really focusing on 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 Bella more than my own needs, but nevertheless it it always it's always going to feel no matter how well you co-parent or how many years into it you are, there's always going to feel like there's a part of you missing when you're not with your child mm-hmm. on the holidays. And then that's that's number 1. That's what we worry about and think about. But then add on their other parent has a new partner or they're spending the holiday with the partner's new family. And then there just becomes so many layers of like little nuances that you have to stomach and it kind of piles up all on your chest and you feel like you can't breathe. Uh, I'm sorry, am I just talking about myself here? 
I think you're talking to most of the people listening. Honestly, I mean, like you, you hit it on the head, especially as you get into co-parenting, if there is a new partner, new traditions, like I'm always so excited for the new traditions that my kids have with their dad, but then I would be lying if I don't have like major FOMO thinking about all of these new fun traditions that they're starting and, you know, um, what they're going to remember from childhood and all of those things. I really feel like moms put so much of that pressure on themselves. Yeah. And then, you know, there's also the, the thing with the gifts, right? Like I, I, I've already started getting DMS, you know, people are Christmas shopping, Hanukkah shopping, and it's like, well, you know, I'm just so concerned that they're going to like the other parents gifts more. And Mm -hmm. I always, I, I remember feeling that. And I remember like the first couple of Hanukkahs with Bella, we would just like, we would each buy her like an insane amount of shit until we realized this mm-hmm. is crazy. And like, there doesn't need to be a competition and she doesn't need this many things. But I always remind parents that kids don't grow up remembering what they got for the holidays, unless it was like that first shiny Hess truck that they then collected for the next 20 years. But they will remember how they were made to feel during the holidays. So if there is this sense of my parents are trying to one-up each other, you could buy them a fucking unicorn pony and it's not going to feel good because they know it's coming with the intention of, I want to be better than the other parent. Do you ever feel like that that pull though towards like, I got to get the better gift? hundred percent. I would be lying if I didn't. I mean, I am of the opinion, like you mentioned of, you know, and it's taken me a long time to get here that giving my kids my presence, you know, physical presence versus a present is important, but I would be lying if, you know, there's that one gift that they're dying to get this year. I want to be the one that, that gives that to them. Um, and I think that's where, you know, it can be also important that you communicate with your co-parent and what are your expectations as co-parents this holiday season? Like, what are you, you know, looking to get your children as far as gifts? What are you looking to give them as far as experiences and kind of being on the same page as much as you can to make things run as smooth as possible? Yeah. And, you know, not there's, if you don't have a parenting plan yet and you're going back and forth with your soon to be X or X, and you're not sure how you're splitting these holidays. And, you know, there's the word, if in the conversation with either yourself or your ex, the word fair comes up. It's only fair if I have them because you cheated on me with that bitch. And I, I don't want my kids around them. You need to reevaluate your intentions of what's actually fair because what's fair for you may not be fair for the kids. And, you know, people always ask, like, I don't have a parenting plan yet. What am I supposed to do about the holidays? And it's like, well, what would your kids enjoy? Let's not worry about who wronged who or who did what. What would your kids enjoy? And really try and figure that out a couple of days in advance, not the day before the holiday, because that's when things get really hairy. Yeah, I think, you know, having a plan going into the holiday season is huge. And like we've talked about, you know, together, we've talked about with clients and different workshops, if possible, you know, trying to split those holidays so that the the kids are seeing both of their parents during the holiday season, I think is so important because again, like, did I say to you and do I say like, oh, I just wish that I could have my kids for the entire month of December. Like it would be great. We could do all the, all the things, but you know, the kids need 
to spend just as much time during the holiday season with their dad that they need to spend with me. Like it's thinking about what's best for the children going into the holiday season. Which leads me to how insanely frazzled I always feel this time of year because with our schedule, you know, we're 50-50. So that means I only have half the time to attend all of the events we're invited to, all of the, you know, I'd like to do volunteer work with Bella this time of year so she can like widen her lens and get some perspective on the world. All of the things that I want to do with her, I now, I only have like one or two weekends out of four this month. And I, Mm -hmm. that exhaustion alone, like, I feel like I woke up this morning worried about, you know, can I take that time from her dad's weekend to do that volunteer thing that I wanted to do with her? It's like, there's so many things going on and you can't do all of them. And I don't know why that weighs on me so much, but I think because I'm a yes person and I like to go to the things I'm invited to, and I want Bella to experience all the cool stuff of the holiday season, but it makes me crazy. Yeah, I think I can totally relate to that. I also feel like, you know, we, we pack these schedules and now that my kids are getting older, you know, Holden's 10, a lot of times he kind of has to stop me and be like, mom, like, I just want to be at home with our family. And I have to like see things through his lens. Like, am I doing all of these activities because it's something that I, you know, like obviously they enjoy them, but sometimes they do still need just that downtime to just be at home during the holidays, watching movies, you know, doing things that don't require so much pressure, time and attention. So I think it's difficult, but I feel like as moms, we just want to make these incredible memories and give our kids these wonderful experiences during the holiday season. And I I keep like coming across these memes that are like, you know, don't forget that the holiday magic has nothing to do with anything other than, you know, the kids remembering this time together with you. And it's not about gifts and it's not about all these material things, but it's social pressure too, you know, like as divorced people, especially when you're in the beginning Mm -hmm. of your separation, you see all the married people doing things and going to events and you start to overcompensate. I was a huge overcompensator in the beginning, which is also exhausting and also pointless because Bella doesn't remember Hanukkah from two years ago, let alone seven years ago. Right. Right. And I think, you know, we, we, I know I can say that I definitely feel like I still compare myself to those picture perfect couples you might see or families you might see on social media. And like, we've, we've talked about it, you know, for those people heading into their first holiday season, you know, whether you're in the middle of divorce, whether your divorce is final and this is your first season co-parenting, staying off of social media on major holidays can be so helpful. Cause I remember just like scrolling and being like, a ball of Mm -hmm. a mess that I didn't have my kids and I'm seeing everybody's pictures and, you know, I'm sitting here alone and it, it gets you nowhere, which is, it's just so sad that we, we feel like we have to compare ourselves to other people's photos or experiences. Well, comparison is the kiss of death. And, you know, I have always maintained that social media is the worst thing you can scroll through on the holidays, but let's be honest, our knee-jerk reaction these days, very different than seven years ago when I got separated today. Like how many times do you literally without thinking, open up your Instagram app or hit the Facebook? A hundred times. Right. So it's like, unless you delete these apps from your phone, you're going to keep checking. And so the reality is most people are not going to be able to tear themselves away unless they have like superhuman 
restraint, in which case send that my way. But when you are scrolling, remind yourself, this friend was just complaining to you about her husband two weeks ago. This one is the one who's yelling at her kids to smile for the pictures. These people have, you know, all the intentions of putting a, a, painting a pretty picture on social media, but we all know that that's not what life is mm-hmm. like behind the scenes. So don't get lost in this fantasy of everybody has it better than me because right. we know that's not the case. We know the grass isn't always greener and you got to just kind of sit in your own grass and, you know, let that grass feel good, even if it's not exactly what you want. So if you're going to look, look intentionally and remind yourself, you know, everyone else's life is not this beautiful fantasy that you, it may look like on social media. Totally. They're calling it the Bible for all divorcing moms. I can't believe it, but that's what they've said about my book, Moms Moving On, Real Life Advice on Conquering Divorce, Co-Parenting Through Conflict, and Becoming Your Best Self. Moms Moving On is filled with practical, actionable, and empowering advice from someone who's been through it and come out on the other side, me. Through inspirational stories, rituals, journal prompts, and my guidance, you'll learn how to navigate your divorce with confidence, adjust to life as a single mom, shift your perspective to find your way back to your best self, and create the life you truly deserve. It's available in paperback, hardcover, audiobook, and Kindle. So go get my book. I promise you won't regret it. New Year's Eve. So New Year's Eve is not typically a holiday you want to celebrate with your kids anyway, especially if they're young, right? New Year's Eve has always been adult time, party time, fun time, friend time. I struggled so much with New Year's Eve in the first couple of years and not because I didn't have Bella. There was one year I I even had her, but she was asleep and I was just alone and that felt like shit. That can be a really rough night for a lot of single people because it's like, oh my God, the last 365 days have been hell. I started this year as a married person. I'm ending it as a you know divorcing person and I'm alone. That can be really heavy. What would you suggest to the people for New Year's Eve, how to handle that? Yeah, I mean, I think there's like a, a two ways you can approach it and I've done both in, in co-parenting. I, in the beginning, I was like, I'm going to order Thai food and watch Netflix and sit in bed and, you know, be asleep by nine o'clock. And then as I kind of got more comfortable in in being a co-parent, I think, you know, there's something to be said about if you have your group of friends that, yes, maybe their their partner is going to be there or their spouse, spouse will be there at a New Year's Eve party like invite yourself like, Hey, I don't have my kids this new year's Eve. What are you guys doing? And you would be surprised at, you know, we've all been to parties where yes, there's husbands and wives there, but most of the time it's the guys off doing their own thing, the, the girls together. So just put yourself out there and like get dressed up, you know, put on that dress and go out and have fun and like start the new year's with, with your girls. And if your kids are with you, I mean, we've done like new year's parties here where we get like sparkling grape juice and we do a balloon drop at two o'clock in the afternoon. And That's then the so kids fun. are in bed by eight o'clock. Yeah. 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 I love that. And I also, you know, one year Bella was going with her dad, um, for new year's. I don't remember what they were doing. So the night before, because you know me, I'm not about a date on the calendar. I always celebrate holidays and birthdays on off days. Um, mm-hmm. With the night before, we got sparklers and we got 
sparkling apple juice and we sat outside my little yep. townhouse and you know she had no idea and they have like the mm-hmm. fake ball drop for kids on tv but even if they do know the date on the calendar yeah. you know like i celebrated thanksgiving this year the sunday before the actual holiday and you know what like everybody had their turkey and their pumpkin pie and yep. they weren't saying but it's not thanksgiving yet and Bella will have a memory of that because we had a really great freaking time. And, and it's the same with all of these holidays. Like don't let the date on the calendar stop you from creating new memories, you know, like this happy new year thing, like that's going to be, that's going to be a core memory for your kids. That's really cute. And just because it doesn't fit the profile of the calendar, doesn't mean it's not special. So I love that. And I think that's really important. And yes, also inviting yourself over to people's plans. It's hard to do and like put yourself out there. But if you have that group of friends, they're going to want you there. If you're single, if you're married, if you have your kids with you or not, like, I think it's important just to kind of be vulnerable in those situations and and you'll reap the the benefits of it. Uh, But I do love what you said about the date is just a day on the calendar. It really is. I mean, for us, we do split, you know, we celebrate Christmas and we split Christmas Eve and Christmas day. So this year my kids are with their dad on Christmas day. So we just do our big celebration on Christmas Eve. And in their mind, they think it's awesome because then they get to celebrate with me all day. They go by dad and they get to celebrate with him the next day. So I think, you know, Whatever your holiday schedule is, whatever you celebrate, you can celebrate it before, after, whatever fits, you know, your schedule and your kids are just going to remember those memories, like you said, not what day you celebrated. Yeah. Um, Lastly, let's talk about gifts. And I'm not talking about gifts for the kids because those are inevitable. Gifts for the ex. So there Mm -hmm. are two camps here. There are people who, like me, say... I am going to always show my child the right thing to do. I'm going to let my child pick out a gift for their other parent. And then there are the people who say, well, they don't deserve it and they don't get me anything. So I'm not doing it for them. Which camp do you fall in? I know which one you fall in. That's why you work with me. I mean, I definitely, yeah. I mean, I think we definitely align in the fact that we're always going to, if my kids come to me and they're like, oh, I saw this like new golf hat and I really want to get it for dad. I'm not going to be like, well, your dad was a jerk to me last week. So we're certainly not getting him a gift. I'm going to take them and I'm going to pick that gift out for them because I think, you know, it's showing them that again, like we talk about all the time that they are allowed to show us how much they love their other parent and feel supported in loving that, that other parent and just really helping them in their relationship. And not only then are you showing them that this holiday season is about, you know, others in a sense and supporting their relationship with their other parent, but it's kind of showing them that in general, the season is about, you know, giving to others and and giving experiences and things like that. So I, you know, I'm always of the belief that if they want to give their their dad a gift, I'm always going to encourage that, going to take them shopping, wrap the gift, you know, do all of the things, even if I'm not getting anything in return. I'm the same way. It's the golden rule for me and treat others as you want to be treated. And just because, you know, if they don't return the favor, look, for many years, my kindness and co-parenting was one-sided and, you know, Mm -hmm. rightfully so. My ex was unhappy with me, but I always feel proud that I made the effort because in making the effort, not only did it show him that I still respect you as her dad and you're entitled to 
your feelings, but it showed her that like, you know, regardless of mommy and daddy's problems or the fact that we don't live together in one house, that person is important in our lives because they are your other parent and we're always going to treat them that way. And what I found is Bella has gotten older and, you know, she's sassy as fuck and she's Mm -hmm. opinionated. When she sees that her dad and I are on the same page, she knows, you know, her boundaries and I, that has helped tremendously. And so just giving the illusion, even if you're not on the same page yet, saying, yes, let's get your dad that present still reinforces the fact like this is a family. We're on the same team, even if, you know, we're not really playing on the same field right now. Right. I I totally agree. And with that point, you know, if you feel like you're not going to get anything from your co-parent, which, you know, we can relate to. One of the other things that I found helpful, because I think it was the first year that, that we were divorced, woke up on Christmas morning, my kids had all these gifts. And I remember Holden being like, well, mom, what did you get? And I was like, oh shit. Like I didn't get myself anything. So now I buy myself the gifts. I wrap them, they go under the tree (laughs) and it's great. Like take care of yourself too this holiday season. Yeah, I buy myself gifts every day that needs to slow down. Right. But I like that. I like <laughs> that too. Um, I am also, you know, so I also am of the belief that if there is a significant other in your ex's life and your child enjoys mm-hmm. that person, even if it makes you want to throw up on the floor and pull your eyelashes out, if your child comes to you and says, but what about daddy's girlfriend? What can I get her? Mm-hmm. And you don't respond with anything other than, uh, okay, let's get her something. Even if it's between gritted teeth, what that tells your child is, I don't like this person. And then your child thinks, oh my God, there's something wrong with me that I like this person. Am I bad? And your child is going to start to feel very anxious. So I'm not saying go buy the expensive perfume from Bloomingdale's. I'm saying tell them to make a card. Oh yeah. You know what? We forgot to get Susie something. Why don't you make her a card and tell her happy holidays? Just Mm -hmm. the act of reinforcing the fact that it's okay that your child has these relationships with other people, no matter how much you dislike them is so healthy for them and will save you so much years in therapy later on and money. Yes. I don't think like you mentioned, it has to be this huge gesture, just like, okay, you know, maybe there's like an activity they like to do together and you can like you know, they can pick out a board game or something small. Like it doesn't have to be like you mentioned this extravagant gift, but just showing them, you know, yes, we're, we're thinking about her as well. And that's encouraging them to feel like it's okay for them to have a good relationship with their dad's new partner. Yesterday, um, as you know, I was volunteering at the fall holiday store at school and I'm obsessed with the holiday store because nobody loves buying junk. Nobody quite like me, like my good friend who runs the holiday store every year, texted me this morning and said, thank you so much for buying the whole store. This is what I do. Anyway, that's not the point of my story. The point of my story is on Monday when Bella's class came to shop, she filled up a basket for herself. And yesterday she was like, okay, mommy, don't look, I'm going to go pick something out for you. And then I reminded her to pick something out for daddy. And then right before she was paying, I said, oh my God, did you get something for Lindsay? Lindsay is her dad's partner. And all the women volunteering there looked at me like, you're going to have her get something for her dad. I'm like, and if she doesn't, I'm buying it myself. Like, yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I happen to love his girlfriend, but it's the right thing to do. Like this person has 
willingly accepted my child into her life and as part of her relationship. And that's, if that's not, I don't have to like her to want to be grateful, you know, for that kind of thing and the kindness she shows Bella every day. So yeah, of course I'm going to do that. I understand it can be really hard if you're in a situation where this person was the other woman or man, and you don't want to celebrate them, but don't forget your kid has to feel good going there or that anxiety that builds is going to come out on you and it's going to turn into resentment. So, you know, it's, it's the season of grinning and bearing it, smiling through gritted teeth, doing what's right for your children and figuring out how to create new routines, new memories, new plans for yourself. I totally agree. And I think, you know, like we mentioned, the first season is always so hard, but it can also be a way for you to, to, to create those new traditions and memories. I know I worked with a client recently and it, it's going to be her first holiday season co-parenting. They have three kids and she's like, oh, we were married for you know over 10 years and we always had to have a fake Christmas tree because that's what my husband wanted. And this year they went out, they got a real tree. Like they're just creating things that she never had, you know, never got in her marriage. So I think it can be a really beautiful time to start, you know, fresh and really create those memories with your kids and give yourself some of the things that you may not have been given in your marriage. Yeah, for sure. I mean, being Jewish, there's only so many like Hanukkah things you can do, but sure. For me, like I love a Christmas tree. And in the first couple of mm-hmm. years after my separation, I got like a little tabletop one and I decorated it with Hanukkah stuff just to like still respect the religion, but also, you know, and, and I, and I did it because I knew, you know, my ex was definitely not into that. Like he was like, we can't confuse our kid. And I was like, you know what? It's seasonal. It's fun. I don't do it anymore, (laughs) but it was definitely my proverbial fuck you. I could do whatever I want now. And that's the beautiful thing. You know, you can decorate Christmas cookies for breakfast a week early and the kids are not going to remember that you did it early. They're going to remember that you decorated Christmas cookies with them. So That's what it's all about. I just want to say we fully honor and relate to your exhaustion this time of year. Um, It's not easy, but the holiday season is chaos for everybody. Just remember that. What are your final words of advice for the people, my friend? I mean, I think you you kind of hit it when it is chaotic for everybody. And I think it's important that if this is your first season or your 10th season co-parenting, that you allow yourself you know, to feel that and to give yourself credit for all of the work that you are doing for your kids this season. Um, And honestly, like for me, I don't know if you can relate, but like when the kids do go by their dad, especially this time of year, I want to do nothing. Like I'm so exhausted from doing all the things. So to the, you know, to the people listening, if you find it that your kids go off to their other parents' house and you just sit on the couch for the next six hours, more power to you because it's hard and you deserve that time to rest and recover and get ready for the next day. You can do what I've done many times, which is order in food, sit on your couch Mm -hmm. with a blanket and watch the holiday on repeat and imagine that Jude Law is pining after you and wants you to come to his little cottage in the Cotswolds in England. That's a really good plan. Maybe he does. Yeah, I watched that twice already this, this season. I love and, that movie. As annoying as Cameron Diaz is, Kate Winslet makes up for it big time. It's a great movie. And you know I love a good Hallmark holiday movie as well. Oh, maybe we should also turn this episode into like cheesy holiday movie wrecks. Okay, I have we another put- one. 
The Virgin River holiday um, episodes are out. I haven't watched them yet. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to watch them. But I do have a very, very, very good. And this is more of like, this could totally be, I'm not going to spoil the movie, but it could be like your single mom, like girlfriends movie. It's a Hallmark movie, of course. And it's called The House on Holly Lane, I think. I'll have to confirm. But it's basically like three best friends spending the holiday season together with their daughters. Oh, what could be better Incredible. than that? Well, I mean, and they all find love in the movie. One of them is a doctor, so it's great. But, you know, I am still holding out hope for the Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey holiday movie, as you know. I want them to get engaged. That would be a really Same. good holiday present for me. Like we, the world needs right now, the world is in such disarray and the world is so broken that I think the only thing that can, you know, really give us even the slightest glimmer of hope for a better future is a Taylor Swift wedding. hundred like percent. Televise it. Yeah. Oh, televise. I mean, it should be like, it should be like princess Diana's funeral. I expect nothing mm-hmm. less. It's on the same yeah. level of importance. And, um, I'm just going to hold out for that. Cause that would be really exciting, but we can, manifest that together yeah and i'm sure all the swifties are manifesting it as well Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i i've become a swifty much to my own surprise i was like ew and now i'm like oh my god girl crush beyond i think more surprising for me is that i like travis kelsey and i was a travis kelsey hater as you know forever i was like there's no way that she would ever date him and now i want her to marry him I don't care about the the team thing per se, but I, I do think he's got like a hot kind of swag that I could definitely get behind. Okay. Anyway, happy holidays, everybody. If you need us, you know where to find us. Info at momsmovingon.com. We have an event on December 13th, um, a workshop hosted by the amazing Lindsay Watson, one of our coaches on navigating the holidays as a single parent. And um, yeah, we hope to see you in January. Have a good one. Bye guys. So you want to be a divorce coach, but the term divorce coach is a broad one because there is just so much you can cover in the world of moving on. Maybe you find yourself gravitating towards clients with high conflict co-parents, or perhaps you have a knack for helping women pull themselves out of bed when they feel overwhelmed with single mom responsibilities. No matter your ideal client, the one thread that will unite them all is that they're moms and moms need a different level of support when it comes to divorce coaching. With my Moving On Method, you'll not only learn how to best support a client through their divorce, you'll also learn how to help support them as they transition into their new role as co-parents and managing a coaching business. I'm Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, Certified Divorce and Co-Parenting Specialist, and I founded the Moving On Method after years of working with clients from all over the world and seeing them all struggle with the same issues. In this training, you'll learn my five principles for helping a client with their moving on process, along with how to make your practice successful. Visit momsmovingon.com today to apply for my program. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.